you would give the Lord a hand praise this morning. All right. So I want to talk to you tonight, this morning, excuse me, I'm tonight, praise the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning, amen, uh, about a subject, and my topic, as they put it on the board, is aiming the arrows. I want to talk to you about aiming the arrows. And as we look here in our scripture in Psalms in 127, we see in verse 3 where it says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And, and I want to think about for that for just a moment, because how many of y'all know some people, unfortunately, when they see children, they don't see them as a gift. Amen. In fact, some of them see them as a burden. But the Bible says, amen, that children are a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And so I want to talk a little bit this morning about aiming the arrows, because as we look in verse in, in verse 4, he says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And when you talk about a warrior or you talk about a archer, how many of y'all know whenever they have an arrow in their hand and they have it ready, locked, and loaded in that bow... How many of y'all know that they have a designated target in mind that they are desiring in order to hit? Can I get an amen? And the Bible says amen clearly in verse 4, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And so I want to talk to you this morning, saints, about aiming those arrows, Aiming those arrows. Aiming those arrows, amen. Because whenever it comes to children and it comes to raising children, which are a blessing from the Lord, it's crucial that you and I, amen, begin to have a target in mind that we are desiring in order to hit. It's crucial, amen, that we, amen, as men and women of God, amen, that we take aim, amen, in a way where we can accomplish, amen, something in a mighty way. And the Bible says, amen, that children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. In other words, amen, children in our care, praise the Lord, God has a purpose and a plan for their life in order to make an impact for the kingdom of God. God has a plan for them, amen. But at the same time, how many of y'all know the devil has a plan for them as well? But it's your and I's job, amen, as the steward, amen, or the parent or, or the guardian or whatever it may be, amen, in order to 
successfully move forward in allowing this arrow to hit a target, amen, that is going to make an impact properly, amen, for the Lord. Are y'all with me today? But if you and I don't take this in such a way to where we are aiming for something, how many of y'all know, amen, the arrow might end up just anywhere, In fact, there was a poet that said it like this one time. He said, a shot arrow into the air, it fell to the earth, I know not where. A shot arrow into the air, it fell to the earth, and I know not where. And if you and I, amen, As parents and guardians, if we, amen, and stewards of what God has entrusted us with, are y'all with me today? If we're not aiming for a specific target, then there's no telling where that arrow may land. Are y'all with me today? So my challenge to you today and my challenge to myself, amen, today is where will you aim your child? Where will you aim your child or where will you aim your arrow? Because there's many possible targets. Can I get an amen? But there's also a target that is the best target. And so we have to think about this and we have to pray and we have to strategize when it becomes to our children. Because if we are not aiming in a certain way, and we are not going for a designated target, we might have them end up anywhere, amen, just blown by the wind. Are y'all with me today? Or whatever it may be. Have you ever seen somebody shoot a bullet, amen, up into the air? You never know where it's going to land, do you? But if you're aiming at a target, praise the Lord, amen, precisely with a plan in mind, praise the Lord, with direction, with some purpose, and with some things in place, then there's a chance, amen, that you're going to hit that target. Can somebody say amen? And so I want to talk to you, saints, about aiming your arrow or aiming the arrow amen it may not even be your arrow it may be an arrow of somebody else's that is in your presence praise the lord are y'all with me because each and every one of us have an impact on those who are around us it may not be your child hello somebody it may be somebody else's child amen but you're still a part of aiming that arrow after all they say amen that it takes a whole community in order to raise a child. And the blessing is, is that we have a community, amen, called the body of Christ, called the church, the Inglesia, amen, where these children can be brought up, amen, in the ways of the Lord. And so I want to share that with you uh, briefly today. Because when we think about it, amen, What do we consider success for our children? Amen. Because what we consider success is going to be what we're aiming at. I know for a lot of people, success is going to college and getting a degree. Amen. Or maybe uh, having a profession. And these are not bad things. These are good things. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, saints, amen, when it comes to us as children of God, amen, when it comes to us as Christians, the time that we have on this earth is nothing compared to the time that we will spend in eternity. So when we're aiming at that target, we have to have eternity in mind concerning the target that we're aiming at. I know when I was a child, amen, sports was something that was very important, Education was something that was considered important, amen. My sister, amen, got a full scholarship to Duke University as a tennis scholarship, amen. A full ride, amen, completely paid for 100% to Duke University. And how many of y'all know that's great? Praise the Lord. But how many of y'all know what she encountered after that was even greater, where she would then go and serve, amen, at a girl's home, where she would then be discipled in the ways of the Lord and come to know Jesus Christ and tell other people about Jesus. Are y'all with me today? See, one thing impacted her life here on this earth. The other impacted her life on earth as well as it's going to impact eternity, not only for her but others. Can I get an amen? And so we're talking about aiming our arrows this morning. Proverbs 22 and 6 tells us this, amen. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, there's one thing about it, amen. Kids go through all kinds of challenges and changes in their life. I don't know if you've been around any teenagers before, but I've got a whole house full of them. And they experience all kinds of changes. And amen, it may be changing from one minute or one day to the next. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't know whether you've got the real child or the alien child. Amen. Or the demonic child or the loving child or whatever child you got. Praise the Lord. But I know one thing. If I'll train them right. If I'll teach them about the Lord. If I'll get them in the presence of God, praise the Lord, amen. Even if they go astray and get weird for a second, praise God, they're going to come back where they belong, amen. Can I get an amen? Because they're going to know the source that, amen, that they need to go to when they get to the end of their self and they get tired, amen, of being a complete fool. A fool in the Bible is another, also known as a teenager. Just kidding. Definitely not in the Bible and not even in the dictionary, but unless it was Pastor Raymond's dictionary. But the Bible says they're a blessing from the Lord. You know, the thing about it, saints, is some people, they don't perceive children as a blessing. You know, in fact, some of them share, consider them as a burden. I want to share that with you for just a moment. Amen. As they put my first point up there, my first point is this. When it comes to aiming your arrows, is the obvious, and that is, amen, when you're aiming, you need to bring them to Christ. Now, us as Christians, that's a no-brainer, praise the Lord. Amen. We know that Jesus is the answer. We know no matter what it is that's going on, amen, if we can just get him to Jesus, amen, he'll get it all worked out, praise the Lord. That's why we don't walk around hopeless even in times that appear completely hopeless, but we're still encouraged, amen. We still have this sense of hope even when everything looks contrary to that. 
Because we know who our God is and we know what he's capable of, praise the Lord. And we know just one touch from Jesus will change their life, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And then even if it one touch from the Lord, amen, even if they get weird for a minute, they're going to come back to that Jesus. And so I want to share this scripture with you in Mark chapter 10 and verse 13 for just a moment, amen. But bring them to Christ. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them. I don't know about you, but I want my children to be touched by the Lord. I want them to be have an encounter with the living God. Praise the Lord. I just want them to be touched. Amen. Praise God. Amen. In such a way where they'll be transformed. And he says, bringing them to him so that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. Hello. Here they are. The people were bringing the children. They were like, you know, bringing them to Jesus. And here the disciples are. They're super spiritual. You know what I'm saying? They were like hyper spiritual. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing bringing those kids here? We got ministry going on. But look what happened. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. I don't know about you, but when it comes to my relationship with God and believing God, I'm grateful that I can be like a child, amen, with that childlike faith. Coming to God, amen, believing him for anything, praise the Lord, amen. And he took them into his arms and he began blessing them, come on now, laying his hands on. On them. So when we're aiming that arrow, it's crucial, saints, that we bring them to Christ. It's crucial that we bring them to the house of God. Amen. It's crucial that we expose them as much as possible to the things of God. Amen. To the word of God. Amen. You know, I, 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 my parents were great parents. Amen. But that was one thing that we didn't have going forth in my house. Amen. Is going to the house of the Lord. I share this a hundred times. My experience with God was my father praying with me at night periodically when he was in town before we went to bed and praying a prayer just, amen, to go get some rest. But my dad was a believer. My dad was a man that loved Jesus. Praise the Lord. But that was what we needed in our lives. And although I'm grateful that I didn't grow up in some form of religion, amen, but I grew up, amen, in a way where when I experienced Christ, it was the real deal. That way I didn't have some baggage that I had to fix. But at the same time, just imagine what we could have avoided. My next point as we go forward in aiming Aiming the arrows is this. It's crucial that we are speaking the right words. Now, I'm not the best at this. Amen. My, my son Cameron will tell you, praise the Lord. Whenever we see him, he says, y'all don't ever have anything positive to say. And that's a gentle way of the Lord rebuking us. Proverbs 3 and 27 says this, do not withhold good 
from those who deserve it when it is your power to help them. You know, one thing about it, saints, we know that there is power of life and death in the tongue. And so it's crucial that you and I, when we're aiming these arrows, that we're aiming them in such a way to where we're speaking the right words. Because how many of y'all know what we're speaking out of our mouth is beginning to direct them in such a way in their life that we have no idea what kind of impact it's making. Because there's power of life and death in the tongue. And my son was telling me, amen, about this young man on his football team. And he was telling me that the coaches... This young man I th- may struggle with some addiction, maybe something, I don't know. But the coaches called him Crackcoon. But how many of y'all know, and he liked it, my son said. But how many of y'all know, speaking that over that young man, hello somebody, is speaking death to his future. So it's important that we're speaking the right words and we need to be speaking blessings. I remember when Jesus modeled this and he was speaking, amen, to Simon Peter. And he said this, he said, Simon Peter, amen, you are blessed. He said, amen, Simon, son of John, now I say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen. Jesus was beginning to speak blessings over Peter. Praise the Lord. He began to speak, amen, his destiny to him. Amen. That God was going to use him in a mighty way. Praise the Lord. He said, you're blessed, Peter. Amen. You're blessed, Simon. And we see that, amen. It's crucial that we're speaking Amen. We got to speak to our kids. Amen. Because if we're not speaking to them, how many of you know somebody's going to be speaking to them? But we've got to be speaking the right words. We need to be speaking life over them. We need to be speaking blessing over them. We need to also be speaking truth over them. In Ephesians in chapter 4, we begin to see these things exemplified. Look at verse 25 for just a moment. Amen. He says, therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of another. Be angry, and yet do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with those who are in need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear it. See right there, Amen. Ephesians teaches us the importance of using the right words, because words have power. He says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. And when we're talking about unwholesome, these are words that will tear you down. Now, all of us can be guilty of that. Sometimes, like I told you, I have a house full of teenagers. And I don't know if you know that, but that can be real frustrating sometimes. You know, they don't have discipline in certain areas. They won't take responsibility for most things. They've got an excuse for almost anything. Sometimes they decide, amen, to be a little bit disrespectful. 
Sometimes, amen, they begin to get a little sassy. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes that can be tough, can it? Because you just want to tell them what time it is. But it's important that we're aware because unwholesome words are words that tear down. In other words, they're words of abuse. And how many of y'all know there's parents that may never physically abuse their children, but they think nothing when it comes to verbal abuse? It's like that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But how many of y'all know words are the very thing that will hurt you? I know they meant I'd rather take a good butt whooping than I would somebody just completely assassinate me with words. And so we have to be careful of words. We have to be careful of words of judgment or fault finding or criticism or even harsh joking. I want you to think about this scripture right here in Proverbs 26 for a minute. Amen. I'm a guy that likes to joke a little bit, right? I like to joke, but this is what it says right here in 26 and 18. I don't know if y'all can get it up there or not, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. He says, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, was I not joking? He says, like a madman. Who throws firebrands and arrows and death. He's throwing death. Because he's speaking these things over the children. Amen. He says, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, was I not just joking? See, there's power in those words. And we've got to begin to speak the right words, saints. And I'm going to tell you a word that we need to speak. Amen. Is words of appreciation. Now, I don't know if you know this, if, if y'all are familiar with automobiles or boats or, or rings or jewelry, but things either appreciate or they de-appreciate, right? In other words, right, if they're appreciated, they begin to increase in value, right? They increase in value, but if, they are, if they're, if they're de depreciating, they're going down in value, now, I want you to look at this for a second because we're talking about speaking to children. And when we speak words of appreciation, this can even be to disciples. This can even be to the people that you're working with in the kingdom of God. When you speak words of appreciation, you're beginning to increase value in their life. In other words, they begin to see themselves as one that has value. Come on, somebody. So we need to appreciate whether it be specifically what they do well or personally what they are, not just what they do or sincerely as we show them how God thinks of them or generously as we maximize the good. But when we appreciate, amen, it begins to build our confidence in the Lord. When we're talking about children, we need to build them up. We need to edify them, amen, because the devil's already right there, amen, bringing down negativity upon their life. He's already there trying to tear them up and tell them that they're no good and tell them that they're never going to become nothing and tell them that they're not worthy, amen. And so we're beginning to build their confidence, countering what others may say about them. Praise the Lord. You never know what they might be told when they go to school or what the world has said about them their whole life. Like crack coon. 
Somebody say God is good. And when we appreciate them, it, we're valuing who they are. And how many of y'all know God highly values his children? The Bible says in Psalms 139 and 13, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So encouragement and affirmation, it builds a child. Hello. Are y'all with me today? See, we've got to be careful about what we're speaking. I'm very guilty of this. We have to watch what we're speaking. Amen. The devil's already telling them a whole lot of lies. Amen. Some of you know because he's telling us a lot of lies, isn't he? And then somebody comes along and says something and all that does is confirm what the devil's already been saying. But how many of y'all know the devil is a liar? The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. So whenever we encourage and we affirm, it builds a child's identity. In other words, this shows their identity in Christ, not in their clothes or their hairstyle or their friends, right? We're building their identity, praise the Lord, by encouragement, by affirmation. We're building their courage. In other words, they won't feel as pressured to fit in with the crowd. It allows them to say, I'm accepted regardless of what others think of me. It builds their confidence. It lets them know that you believe in them even when they don't believe in themselves. Amen. Are y'all with me today? These are words of blessing. Amen. These are words of blessing. So how do we bless? We bless with our words. Dr. John Trent said, a blessing becomes so only when it is spoken. Spoken words of praise and appreciation give a child an indication that he or she is worthwhile or valuable. And it's not enough to provide a roof over a child's head or to provide them with food and the material necessities of life. Without spoken words of blessing, they are left unsure of their personal worth and their acceptance. Are y'all with me today? But we're in the house of God, so we've got to be speaking the right words over these children. Amen. How many of y'all agree with that? My third point is we put it up there. Amen is we need to protect our children. We need to protect them. We need to protect them from being exposed to certain things. We need to be, protect them from exposing them to certain movies and certain TV shows and certain social media. And we need to protect them from unsafe or unproductive people we need to protect them, amen, from environments that are not conducive to them. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes this can be a tough situation, isn't it? I remember there was a time in my life where I wasn't healthy for my children. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good, amen. I want to share a quick scripture with you on 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 2 Samuel Chapter 13, it's actually not a quick scripture, it's 20 scriptures. 20 quick scriptures. Here's an example real quick. 
Can you put that up there? Y'all familiar with this story of David, King David, and his sons, Absalom and Amnon? He says right here, now it was after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so frustrated because of his sister, Tamar, that he made himself ill. He was infatuated with her, his sister. For she was a virgin, and it seemed hard to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadad, the son of Shimei, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very shrewd man. He said to him, O son of the king, why are you so depressed morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Then Amnon said to him, I will am in love with Tamar, the sister of my brother Absalom. Jonadab then said to him, lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. When your father becomes to see you, say to him, please let my sister Tamar come and give me some food to eat. And let her prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat from her hand. And then David sent to the house for Tamar, just naive as can be, saying, Now God, now go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was lying down and she took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight and baked the cakes. She took the pan and dished them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have anyone, everyone go out from me. So everyone went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into the bedroom that I may eat from your hands. So Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the bedroom to her brother Amnon. When she brought the him to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, come lie with me, my sister. But she answered to him, no, my brother, do not violate me, for such a thing is not done in Israel, and do not do this disgraceful thing. As for me, where could I get rid of my reproach? And as for you, you will be like one of the fools in Israel. Now, therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not listen to her. Since he was stronger than her, he violated her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her with a very great hatred, for the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love which he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, get up and go away. But she said to him, no, because this wrong is sending me away is greater than the other that you have done to me. Yet he would not listen to her. Then he called his young man who attended him and said, now throw this woman out my presence and look behind the door behind her. Now he, she had a long sleeve garment for this manner. The virgin daughters of the king dressed themselves in robes. Then this attendant took her out and locked the door behind her. Tamar put ashes on her and tore her long sleeve garment, which was on her. And she put her hand on her head and went away crying aloud as she went. Now Absalom, look at this. Now Absalom, her brother, said to her, has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now keep silent. My sister, 
He is your brother and do not take this matter to heart. So Tamar remained and was desolate in her brother Absalom's house. I want you to look at that for just a moment. Here we go. Right here in this situation, amen. See, we, we've got to learn to protect our kids. We've got to protect them from certain things, amen. Here we are, David's son, amen, asked David, hey, can you send her to me? I'm going to tell you right now, it takes the Holy Ghost in order to be able to have insight and be aware, to be able to discern situations that may be dangerous for people. Can I get an amen? And here we look at this situation. David must have been tore up as he sent his daughter to go and fulfill this task. And he was sending her to a situation that was setting her up, amen, to be violated. Think about how David felt about that for just a moment. And then we see Absalom, the brother, and what does he do? He says, you need to be hush-hush about this. Keep silent about this. You don't need to say anything about this. How many of y'all know the devil is a liar? See, it's important that we protect these kids these days of various things, amen, because this world is wicked. This world, amen, is lost. It's dark, amen. We've got to be aware. We've got to be connected to the vine. We've got to be seeking Jesus. We've got to be beginning to look at opportunities to protect the kids. Are y'all with me today? Maybe we need to cover them in prayer in a way where we can protect them. And we need the whole body of Christ to work together to protect these kids. Are y'all with me today? Now, one thing I want you to look at this. That was a pretty harsh situation, wasn't it? I could have gone for a little bit softer example. But I wanted to show you how serious it is. And sometimes when we expose our kids to certain things, we're setting them up for the devil to hinder them. Are y'all with me today? She didn't go there. Tamar did not go there expecting to encounter that. But she encountered that, didn't she? Now I want to tell you one more thing as we go to my next point right here. And I'll bring it back around because that was kind of heavy. But my last point is this. We need to be an example. Now, I want you to think about David for just a moment. I want you to think about David. Y'all know the life of David. David was a man after God's own heart. He loved God. David was a worshiper. But we know David had some incidents in his life, amen, that weren't the best decisions, praise the Lord. We know the example, the situation where, amen, David ended up lying with Bathsheba when he was supposed to be off to war. Now, whether, whether Amnon knew about that or not, I'm assuming he did. But how many of y'all know it's crucial for us to make sure that we be an example To those around us. Hello. Hello. 
Worship team, you can get ready to come forward. We need to be examples. <clears throat> there was a man named Albert Schwitzner, and this is what he said. He said this, saints. He said, there's only three ways to teach a child. Y'all still with me? He said, there's only three ways, uno, dos, tres, <laughs> to teach a child. Okay? He said, the first way is example. He said, the second way is example. He said, the third way is example. Titus 2 and 7 says, in all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds. In other words, if we don't want our kids doing it, if we don't want our grandkids doing it, if we don't want our friends' kids doing it, if we don't want our pastor's kids doing it, if we don't want the church members' kids doing it, then we probably need to not do it ourselves. Because children are looking, amen, they're little disciples, amen, that are following and they're looking for something to follow. And we know that discipleship is caught just as much as it's taught. Are y'all with me today? So it's crucial for us to be examples concerning them. Now, we're talking about aiming our arrow. We're talking about aiming it in such a way to where we can hit a target, amen, to where it's not just going to shoot up in the air and just land any old place, but it's going to land at a desired target in mind, amen, a target that's going to be successful, a target that's going to be prosperous, a target that's going to be eternal, that's going to make an eternal impact. Are y'all with me today? That kind of target is what we're looking for, but we've got to take aim saints we've got to take aim amen we can't just go along amen just 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 hoping for the best oh we just hope for the best amen hopefully they turn out great hopefully they turn out okay hopefully no train up the lord and the the child in the way that they should go and when they're old they won't depart train them up and part of that training is showing them Part of that training is speaking it over them. Part of that training is protecting them. Protecting them. It's our job, praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? Protecting them from the world. From protecting them from being exposed to stuff that, that, that is going to be harmful for them. And then some of us, we're not in a position to be able to do that, but we can pray. We can pray. We can pray. Are y'all with me today? We can pray. And, and I, I wanted to leave you with this, saints. I want to leave you with this because, look, I, I, I know that, you know, you may have not been the perfect parent. Okay? But I'm here to tell you, neither have I. You may have not been the perfect parent, but neither have I. But I want you to know there is where we can start today. 
we can start today today is the day that the Lord has made and we shall be glad and rejoice in it we can start today amen we can start today and if we mess up today we can start again tomorrow praise the Lord are y'all with me today God is the perfect parent God is the perfect parent Jesus is the perfect pastor, but God is the perfect parent. He's our heavenly father. Amen. And he's conveyed to us the ingredients of his blessing. Are y'all with me today? The ingredients of his blessing. The first thing we have to do, saints, is we got to bring them to Christ. And if we're not solid walking with Christ, we can't take them somewhere that we haven't gone. Are y'all with me today? Aiming, no, aiming them, aiming that arrow, aiming it, aiming it to hit the target. Amen. Aiming it. And like I said, amen, we, we might just need to pick up right where we're at. Amen. Don't, don't, like, like Pete Paul says, don't get caught up in the past. We're, we're moving forward. We're going forward. Amen. We're going forward. We're not looking at what lies behind. We're going forward. We're not looking at all the mistakes, amen, and all the failures and all that. We're not looking at that. We're going forward. We're going forward, saints. Are y'all with me today? Maybe, maybe you didn't have that opportunity with your children. or Maybe you didn't take advantage of it. But maybe you have that opportunity with your grandchildren. Praise the Lord. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's do the best we can this time, right? Are y'all with me today? So I want you to consider as you're aiming those arrows. Those children are arrows in the hand of a warrior. And maybe, maybe you don't get that chance again with your children. Well, be a part of helping aim somebody else's children, aiming those arrows. Amen. Come on, stay to your feet. familiar with the verse John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son whoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life you know a loving father reaches down to touch us to speak to us to tell us how valuable we are and to help us see the glorious future that we have in him our heavenly father is the God of second chances he forgives you and he loves you unconditionally. But he says, now go and do likewise with your children. Let's lift our hands to heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you, God, today. We thank you.